Welcome to the Hardware Asylum Podcast Extras. In this episode, we take on the hype of the NVIDIA RTX 2080 tie. I'm your host, Dennis Garcia. With me today, I have Darren McKay. Dennis, I got to tell you, I know we haven't talked a lot about this, and it's time to talk video cards. Again? We didn't. We did this last year, didn't we? <laughs> we did last year, but it's time. As you know, in my main machine, I've got a wonderful card. I've got an MSI. It's a 1070. It's not even a tie. Not a tie. It's water-cooled. It's and awesome. It is water-cooled, and it's a great card. And in fact, for the longest time, it's been the best bang for your buck. It's very tough, too. It's been underwater. <laughs> it's, it, yeah, that card has seen some better days and keeps on ticking. And awesome. I absolutely adore it. But as you know, I try to skip a generation unless there is a radical change in technology. Mm-hmm. And I think this is it. The 2080 tie. 2080 tie. All right. So why why the 2080 tie? What is, what's appealing? Well, it's two generations. We didn't even have a regular 2080, Denny. We, we went straight, straight for the tie edition. Actually, well, we do have a 2080, but nobody talks about it. I didn't even know it was out there. See, nobody talks about it. Well, because the tie is out there, and it's so much better. It is. It is so much better. And we've got some great new technologies. I watched this Battlefield Five video with ray tracing. Mm-hmm. It's out there. I think we've linked to it before. We should link to it again. Probably, yeah. Even Minecraft, Dennis, has ray tracing in it. <laughs> even yeah. Minecraft. I mean, that's everybody. I mean, that's like on your phone you have Minecraft, but now you can do it at extreme ray tasting what is the other technology deep learning yeah the dlss or the deep learning super sampling or artificially intelligentized anti-aliasing or something so i don't even know what that means but i've seen the results in the video it learns it makes the graphics better there's like sunsets there's weather in minecraft i don't even play minecraft but if they can make minecraft pretty they're doing something right well, part of, yeah. Okay. Minecraft <laughs> Minecraft was supposed to be not pretty. But now it is, now thanks it is. to the 2080 tie. Okay. I, if you say so. So there's got to be something wrong with it because the rumors I'm hearing out there are that the stock went down and not up. It did go down. And that is because of one analyst on the world, on, on, the, on the web. And they came out and they, they blatantly said that... If anybody's buying the 2080 tie, they're high. What? Yeah. But DLSS. DLSS. But ray tracing. And it's faster. And doesn't it use like, I don't know, DDR10 or what is it? Six, the fast one, right? Yeah, from Micron. Our our pals at Micron. We love Micron. They they make that. Um, Fastest RAM out there. The fastest RAM. So here's the thing. That analyst was looking at the reviews that were being launched, right? And just about every site, aside from mine, got 20 series cards. They got a 2080 that nobody talks about. But not the tie. And then they got the 2080 tie. Okay. And everybody was, oh my God, 2080 tie. It's awesome. It's like the super, it's the the high end, it's the plenith, it's, you know, it's the best card there. Well, it definitely, well, it's the hot new top dog, right? It's got to be better. Yeah. Well, what about the 2080 though, right? That nobody talks about. Well, there must be a reason, right? Because the tie's got to be that much better. It's 2%. 2% faster than a 1080 tie. Okay. So, all right, you save it's, a little money, you get a 1080, but... Then you miss out on DLSS and ray tracing. Well, there you go. That's why nobody talks about a 2080, because 
Those are the cool new technologies. And as you know, as I already have mentioned, and I will mention again because I think it's important, I most frequently only buy a video card when there's a significant jump in technology. So the regular 2080, not even on my radar. You got to get the tie because you got to have the new technology. Otherwise, why upgrade, right? Well, right. So, okay, if we go back, let's go step back, right? So when, when Pascal launched, what, okay. car, what cards launched when Pascal launched? The 1080 and the yeah. 1070. Yeah. And you got yourself a 1070 because it was a great value, great bang for your buck. Terrific. Still, I flew. Still is. I flew to get one. You flew. That's pretty crazy now that I think about it. But. And, and they kind of flew off the shelves too because everybody wanted them. Yes. And which all that led into a shortage and blah, 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 blah. But then, okay, a year later, what did NVIDIA do? They released the 1080 tie. 1080 tie. Which was a much faster version of the 1080. But not enough faster that I felt like I was missing out and no new technology. Right. Just, it's just faster. It's the Halo product, though. It was right. like the full realization of the Pascal chip, the way that it was designed or tapped out. Right? All right. All right. And then I later see. on, they, they came out with the 1070 tie, which was, again, another stopgap in between um, 1070, 1080. 1070 tie, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but it felt more like a product refresh. I mean, I could have got a tie, but mm-hmm. what does it buy you? Well, they always seem like product refreshes. And that is one way that NVIDIA and other companies, even AMD, go and extend the life of their product well, to, sure. to get more people to buy. And you get better performance, better overclocking performance. But but we're going right back to the old TikTok philosophy that Intel used to follow, right? So you get the 1080 and mm-hmm. then they fix it. Yeah. And you get the 1080 tie. And, and they so, shrink it and stuff like that. Yeah, and you get, I don't know, better fans, maybe some LED lights as we've talked about, but not a significant difference. If you already have a 1080, you didn't need a 1080 tie. If you already have a 1070, like yeah, I do, yeah. who needs a 1070 tie? Exactly. And part of that refresh was to get people to buy, and some people bought, some people didn't. Some people are mining Bitcoins with them, some people aren't. Here's the thing, though. When the Turing architecture, which is the 20 series, comes out, it, what does NVIDIA do? They launched the Halo product on launch day. Woo, you know, how, how Founders did, how, Edition. It's how did they go up from the TIE Edition? They can't. They've already shot their wad. Well, there's... And on top of that... Titan, Titan, I guess, right? No, they don't do Titan anymore. And besides, Titan is a professional card. It's not a retail card. Uh, it doesn't have retail gaming stuff. Sure, but they're fast. Yeah, they're fast. And expensive. And people overclock them and put them on liquid nitrogen. But then they also have to put another VRM on there because the boards aren't custom from manufacturers. All right. So let's not talk tight. It's kind of an oddball. Yeah. So here's the thing, though. It's like NVIDIA launches the Halo product on launch day. They have nowhere to go at this point. And the one that's a step down isn't any faster than the old generation, aside from adding extra technology and if you look at the map, like it, I have an article on Hardware Asylum where I kind of sure. talk about this stuff. Mm-hmm. And basically they have the, the, the uh, GPU core. It has a few more cores in it and that's where the 2% or 4% or 6% performance bump comes from is more cores. So more that cores? Way. That's a good thing. And then they go and add on Tesser cores, which is the DLSS stuff. And deep then the, learning. Deep learning. It sounds really exciting. I have to admit that one, I, I kind of don't know what it is. It, it sounds a little mysterious, sort of Skynet-y. It is a super Skynet-y. Sort of. I mean, is that like predictive caching sort of, right? Where it kind of knows what you're going to draw? Um, no. They Well, in the gaming space, they're using it to take um, scenes, 
that would normally be anti-aliased. So they had this algorithm that goes over to kind of blur the edges and make them smooth. Sure. It's going over the image and taking individual pixels and figuring out how to make the the edges sharper without having to apply an algorithm. So every pixel has a different algorithm. Sure, that sounds good. I mean, especially if you're talking 4K monitors and some of these fast refresh rates, I mean, we want cool, solid yeah. edges. Yeah, that's what they're kind of designed for. And then they have the RTX cores, which are what you use to build the ray tracing, which made Battlefield Five look so oh, awesome. Oh, ray tracing. Now that is what I'm talking about. I mean, this is a significant technology jump. We Ray tracing in the past required like farms, right? Lucas Films kind of farms to get ray tracing, right? Now you can do it in your own house or home. Exactly. And that would mean that we could have real-time animated movies that don't have to be rendered. They could just be, hey, we'll have a 2080 tie in the movie theater. Absolutely. And, And of course, what do we do? We look at Minecraft or Battlefield and you can add, you know, women. (laughs) But in all seriousness, I mean, it's a tremendous increase. And I think that you're going to see additional detail, better draw distance, more dynamic mapping. I mean, weather, I don't know, plants that move. I mean, watch the video. It's crazy. It is. And I am not arguing with that at all. I think that is great. But when you release a, a technology that requires a name change as a complete marketing shift in like $5 billion in research dollars or whatever you would kind of expect a little bit more base performance and you wouldn't expect that NVIDIA would launch the super high end halo product on launch day. They would do something like what they did before where you have these six month, eight month product release cycles. You release something in the middle. Sure. I gotcha. But the thing was the RTX is not any faster than Pascal. All right. Now, now you're, you say that, but, you just said Halo product. It's got to be faster. How much faster is it? I think is worth okay. investigating. So the the twenty eighty tie is something like thirty percent faster. Thirty percent. That's that's huge. It is. It's huge. But that's the tie. That's the Halo one, and it's also twelve hundred dollars. Oh, good God! That's right. Which twelve hundred dollars is in the past? Like Pascal, that was Titan era prices that you would order directly okay. from Nvidia. Now hold on, because I mean. I guess it's worth mentioning that when you start talking 1200 bucks, that's really kind of two 1080 ties. Yeah. So that was two 1080 ties when they launched price. Mm-hmm. And I, like I mentioned, the, the Titans, which are the, the professional cards that you buy from NVIDIA, those were $1,200. And that was because they were designed for a specific purpose and they weren't designed to be in the retail space. The board partners that were doing 1080s and 1080 ties on custom PCBs they're selling these for, I think the, the base price was seven or $800. You would buy the cars for nine because they were custom. Right. And then with the price gouging of all the miners buying <laughs> oh, them, no. they go up to $1,200. And then all of a sudden I'm thinking, Hey, $1,200 all of a sudden becomes the new benchmark for a pricing a video card because people have proven that they will pay that to buy it. Yeah, I get that. And that's, kind of wrong but it is true i mean they still sold out even at these crazy inflated prices so i guess i have a hard time blaming them for shooting for the moon yeah and you know and then of course if we go one step down we go the 2080 which isn't much faster than a 1080 tie right that's 800 dollars, which is about the price of what a 1080 tie was when it launched so that we have kind of an equal footing on the video cards there but i keep coming back to we have 
the GPU divided into threes, right? We have the GPU, which is the CUDA cores, and then we have the RTX cores and the Tessera cores. Now, let's go back way further back. Way back machine. Way back machine. You remember PhysX? Of course. How the did last probably major jump in technology for video cards that I can remember, actually. Yeah. So how did PhysX start? Do you remember that? Uh, it, some company, I want to say like Hercules or somebody, put out a PhysX card. Yeah, no, it was, um, oh, well, BFG, everybody sold a PhysX card, but it was, mm -hmm. um, I forget the name of the company now. Well, Every time okay. you install Bat, um, Unreal Tournament 3 or whatever, it says what it is. But any, uh, Algea. Oh, yeah. Algea yeah. Physics. So anyhow, it was a, an add-on card. It was a daughter card. Oh, that's right. You could buy a physics card, and you could add it to, well, kind of everything. Yeah, and it would work on uh, NVIDIA cards, work on some of those power VR cards. It would work on any card. It would just add the physics capability to it. And even before that, you know, remember the, um, the Voodoo 2 cards? Oh, yeah. Now, those were classics. Yeah, so that adds OpenGL and stuff that make games look better. These were all add-on boards. NVIDIA bought the physics rights and then ended up, instead of having separate cards, they integrated it with the chip. And ironically, one of the reasons that we still recommend NVIDIA cards over ATI cards, even when they're very close in performance, mm -hmm. is you get the built-in physics. Yeah. And if you look in the driver, you can decide in the driver if you want to have physics on the CPU or if you want to have it on the GPU or if you want to have it dedicated to a separate GPU. Yep, yep, and we've done that in the past too. Put a you know a nine seventy with a ten seventy, for example, and used it as a physics card. Exactly. So okay, so I kind of get that, but where are we going with this? Where am I going with this? Is that Nvidia didn't release a faster card. All they did was release a card that has a little bit more technology built in. But they could have actually just opened up that technology to a separate oh. card that you'd buy to put in your computer. So I'm, now you I'm have a 1080 tie, you put a 1060 that you can't use or sell anymore, dedicate it to ray tracing and super sampling, and you don't have to buy a new card. You're uh, using current technology, you're just adding technology to it that NVIDIA obviously is releasing. Yeah, hey, then we'd have something to do with all these old 1060s and 1050s that are on the market. Exactly. I get you now. So what you're saying is that you think that they could have released this as a driver option just like they did with physx exactly so why didn't they because they're nvidia and they really needed a new product and they thought hey let's improve games because we are nvidia let's release a new product in the process okay so that makes me feel like this is a little bit more reactionary right so they mm -hmm. didn't need to release a product 1080s are still selling out yeah so i'm having a little trouble with the 2080 market position the performance as you say is is you know, at best 30%. Maybe that's maybe that's a good place to start. Mm -hmm. What does it gain us? Let, let's talk some numbers. I know we can go out and, and look, but um, let's talk real world. What really are we getting out there? And as an overclocker, is there gain in getting a 2080? Uh, there's a few more cores. So obviously with uh, certain 3D benchmarks, 3D enabled benchmarks, um, more cores is better. And sure. TimeSpy is a good example. TimeSpy is very multi-threaded. It uses, if you have a GPU with more cores, it's going to be a lot faster. AMD cards typically are a little faster than NVIDIA cards in certain benchmarks. Well, yeah, they seem to go back and forth. It's because they have more cores. So, like, speaking of benchmarks, let's just go to uh, 
our favorite site, HardwareBot. Yeah, we like HardwareBot. And I think that TimeSpy is a great choice because that seems to be the really popular one that people are talking about these days. Right. So we have TimeSpy, not extreme, just the regular TimeSpy. Top score, Kingpin. No, not a surprise. Not a surprise. He's probably using the Kingpin Edition 1080 tie. It's on liquid nitrogen, as you would expect. The score is 15,004. All right, so just basically 15K, gotcha. All right, so now let's go over to um, dun, 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 the scores that have been submitted for Time Spy for the 2080 tie. Now, same. this is the super high-end one, right? So same benchmarks, same settings. Same settings. We have Kingpin. Uh-huh. This is his Halo uh, during launch. All right, so you know we're comparing apples to apples. Same techniques, same dude. Same dude. And he locked in at 18.925. And that's overclocked at on LN2 at a core clock at 2.4 gigahertz, basically. Right. And it's likely Kingpin was involved in the design of these things, so it doesn't surprise me. He's on the top. So maybe even a better measure, rather, is to look at second place there, which I can't help but notice. It's by wheelchair. Oh, give him that. And the score is, I think you should read this one. I, I should because I'm a little bit shocked. This is the second highest score in the world when this was recorded. And this is on water, so this is a, a aftermarket cooling. And his score, 15,040. So basically, this not even 40 points over what we just saw in the 1080 tie. Yeah. Now, the difference here, obviously, is one's on water, the other is on LN2. Sure. Um and we didn't look at the CPU clocks and stuff, but for TimeSpy, it's mostly the GPU. That's what's going to sway the, the benchmark the most. That doesn't sound like 30% to me. That's really a much smaller number. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I feel like I should point this out, but I think it's obvious to anyone listening that these are the guys that are good at this. Yeah. I mean, really good at this, getting these numbers. Uh, Kingpin especially. And we're only seeing from 15 to 1895. So, you know, percentage-wise, all right, we're getting closer to that 30% there. I don't want to math it, but this is number one in the world with hand-picked equipment, hand-picked cards, mm-hmm. and insane cooling getting to that maybe 30% number. Yeah. Um, and I'm that makes me want to come back to, uh, to cost again because, holy crap, I mean, as you know, I'm about bang for your buck, especially when building PCs. I don't have to have the cutting edge. So, all right, I like the technologies. I like the ray tracing, the DSS, and I can see where you're coming from here. Mm-hmm. So, what the heck are we gaining here? <laughs> yeah. What I, I'm still struggling to understand the market for this. And again, I mean, is ATI come out with something that we suddenly need to compete with? Because no. I don't think I've seen an announcement. No, there's no competition. And that's, that is the one reason you mentioned the stock drop. Yeah. The main reason that the stock dropped was because there was one analyst out there that said, Hey, why bother? This card is not any faster than what's currently out there. Admittedly, he was looking at 1080 tie versus 10 or 2080, not tie Mm -hmm. performance. And they were basically identical within 2%. Okay, yeah. So that one analyst coming out and saying, hey, NVIDIA doesn't have a viable product caused a lot of people to get out of the market. And I I have a screenshot of that day's trading and it went down, what, 1%, you know, three points basically. That's not really a lot in the big picture, 
but seeing that much red when a product just launched the day before. Sure. That's a little scary as an investor. Little, yeah. Um, of course, after that, there was other analysts that came out and said, oh, well, they have a lot of technology and AI and blah, 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 blah. And it started to go back up again. But from a pure product standpoint, NVIDIA is not really selling products. They're selling technologies. And on that same vein, why didn't they just open this up to a driver update where you put a card in there and you get that technology that then now they're enabling? That just doesn't make a lot of sense. And admittedly, there was, I think it was Extreme Tech, did several articles on the 2080 tie. And one of the, the quotes that comes out that I took to heart was that NVIDIA has a great product, but they haven't convinced the consumer why they need to upgrade. Well, I think that's where I'm starting to get. And it really starts with the price and the performance. And when you combine those two with the, I mean, the price is going to have to come down, right? You would think. Well, what we haven't talked about, and I know it may be too early to tell, is is if this is going to be attractive to the Bitcoin miners that have been driving the prices up. Oh, actually, that was something that I looked at when I was doing my research for this article. They have technically less CUDA cores or SM or was SMs are symmetric processing units or something like that. Pascal has more of those, which makes it more attractive for bit miners that want to have more uh, multi-threaded processing units running. Well, there's some there's some good news, right? So in theory, at least uh, the Bitcoin miners and and that crew are going to still be looking at the 1080 series. So you get more cores. It's theoretically going to be faster because you can do more of them at once. However, the, the Turing cores themselves are faster, which is why we can have 1,500 or 15,000 points on water or 15,000 points on LN2. It's just a matter of the cores themselves are faster, but they don't have more of them. And that is why uh, AMD cards have still the king for Bitcoin mining and stuff because they have more cores. They have more physical multi-threads. Okay, so maybe... You've stumbled across it, and maybe it was obvious mm-hmm. that this is a reaction to Bitcoin mining, and the only reason this product exists. That very well could be, and I would probably, I'm not going to say I'm going to put money on it, but in a couple of months, we'll know for sure. Well, and somebody's going to put money on it, because at a $1,200 strike price, NVIDIA thinks that they're going to be able to make money on this, mm-hmm. even if it's just a stopgap for maybe a 21 series, you know, within the next calendar year that really is a dramatic increase in performance. The talk, if you will, for the tick, that's the 2080 tie. Yeah, that very well could be. So I think all of this being said, I am not really as excited about this processor as I thought I was because one price and I'm all about price and two, the performance gain over what I've got here doesn't make me feel like, I'm getting a good bang for my buck just to buy ray tracing and deep learning, which still sounds a little crazy to me, <laughs> but well, and it, uh, it kind of reminds me of uh, what I call the GeForce three incident. And I put this in the article and I kind of wanted to mention it because it, it really brings a lot of this stuff together. Okay. And I was a lot like you. Um, I had a GeForce two ultra, you know, and that was one I want to say is one of the best video cards in existence. It was uh, faster. It, I don't know. It just worked. One of my good friends at the time would use the, um, 
CompUSA. You remember that store? Oh, yeah. So you used to be able to go and buy a product from CompUSA, and then you'd buy um, technology insurance or something like that. And the idea is that if the product broke and you brought it back in, they would give you the equivalent product that was the new generation. Sure, insurance for your technology. Yeah. The thing was, um, he duped me into going and trading in my GeForce 2 Ultra for a GeForce 3. And I didn't really do a lot of research before that. He's, oh, yeah, it's GeForce 3. It's oh, new. Yeah. It supports. It's got to be better, right? New generation. Yeah, it supports DirectX 8. <laughs> 8. Oh, yeah. Those <laughs> yeah. are the days. Yeah, um, which was going to be great in games and stuff. Well, in retrospect, I traded in a $700 video card. And $700 back in that day was quite a bit. Yeah, impressive. For a $350 graphics card that supported DirectX 8, and from a technology standpoint, was the same GPU or the same processor as the GeForce 2, but slower and supported DirectX 8. So in Ouch. a sense, I gave up a better card to get technology that had released, and then the games didn't come in until eight months later. Oh, no. Early adopter fee for sure. Yeah. And that, that really burned me to the point where now it's like whenever a new product gets released... I start looking at it. It's like, how is this better than what I already have? And does it make sense to upgrade? Because sometimes an upgrade is more like a paper upgrade. It's like, oh, now I have 12. Great. Whereas with Pascal, you did have a definite leap in technology, a definite leap in speed, a reduction in power draw. So it made sense. And that's why it became so popular, even at the price point that it got released at, which admittedly is not any different than like the GeForce 2 Ultra or even the 8800 GT, stuff like that. It's the same price oh, for these Halo products. Yeah, and I think that's pretty amazing that NVIDIA really has released their products at roughly the same strike price for the last couple generations. So I think I've kind of at least grown to expect that it's going to be within about 100 bucks of what I paid for the last one generally. Yeah. Just a couple of years or so newer. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, and. Until some of the real overclockers, you know, the extreme overclockers get a hold of 20 series cards, we won't really see a wide variety of different performances that are going to be released. Um, right now, there's kind of a candid thing going on on YouTube with the tech YouTubers that are doing overclocking battles, which yeah. I think is a little funny. Um, I'll have to do a shout out to Jay's Two Cents of the video we watched right before we recorded this. Oh, yeah, that was some entertaining stuff. Good job, buddy. Yeah. Uh, it was really good. Uh, he was using an Intel XE processor, two 1080, or not 1080, 2080 ties. I think they were both 2080 ties that he put water blocks on, which is something that I've done for years. Just take CPU blocks and adapt them to right. stuff, which is pretty awesome. He piped in his air conditioning into a big ass radiator, which he claims that in his water cooling articles, you don't need a radiator this big. Well, here he is using a big ass radiator with air conditioning so he's going <laughs> totally reverting back to hey i gotta get the best performance possible sort of extreme overclocking i guess even right. if it's a little all over the map i think it's more or less extreme for people that don't know what extreme overclocking is but the best part was he was using two cards on an xe processor and what was it the last score that he got was fifteen thousand even oh yeah that's right which we just showed his you could do with a single card yeah, and not really that much better than a well-overclocked 1080 tie. Yeah, so I would say, hey, if you really want to have a 2080 tie and get the bleeding up performance oh, and the ray, ray tracing, tracing, 
you know, I would say buy it for the ray tracing, if anything. Otherwise, you know, enjoy your games. So I think what I'm getting out of this is the sweet spot still hasn't really moved marginally. Maybe it's moved from the 1070 to a 1080, and even that seems a little questionable. Yeah. So I think that based on this conversation, I'm back to a wait and see to see if maybe a 2070 with ray tracing comes out that's going to give me the technology I want at a little bit more reasonable price point and become the new sweet spot for me. So 2080, I don't know, maybe the super clock cards will be better. But for now, I think I'm going to be happy with what I got. For more information on the topics discussed in this podcast, please consult our show notes on hardwareasylum.com. Stay up to date on the latest at Hardware Asylum by subscribing to our RSS. Follow us on Twitter or like us on Facebook. This has been an Ninja Lane production, copyright 2018. Thanks for listening.